if not now tell me when if not now welcome to just married stories about love and citizenship in the decade of marriage equality i'm jennifer bass this show tells the stories of same-sex couples in the heartland and their journeys into marriage In this episode, Robert and Tom share the story of their collaborations in life, love, and performance. So I've been studying voice for three years, three plus years now, and we are performing on Wednesday nights at the back door in drag. And my little character is named Tipsy Teasdale, and his is called Tootsie Teasdale. And uh, we um, are called the Flaming Torches. We sing torch songs. And occasionally we do a duet. We did a, a Roxy from Chicago, but we did it as Tipsy and Tootsie, mm-hmm. uh, which is really fun. Rob and Tom have been together for 12 years. They live in Bloomington, Indiana, but they met... In Palm Springs at a mutual friend's house, and I don't think we've really been apart since then. No, I was yeah. traveling. Um, I went out there for an event um, and decided to spend some, a little bit of extra time, and I'd known this friend forever, and it was interesting because right as I was walking in, evidently... He looked at Tom and said, I hadn't really thought about it, but you guys might really get along. <laughs> and we've been together. It was 12 years ago. It was yeah. September 3rd, 05. In the first two days we met, we talked about everything. We talked about marriage. We talked about kids. We talked about our families. Um, and I think in that first weekend, we kind of knew that we were going to be together forever. Yeah, it came up in a conversation. One of us didn't kneel down and no, offer or anything no. like that. At all. We just like, I think, let's have a ceremony. Right. Because all we could do is a commitment ceremony at the time, so we didn't even think marriage. We just said, let's let's have a commitment ceremony. Yeah. So we met September 3rd, and by mid-November, we had matching tattoos. So That was we... our engagement <laughs> tattoos. Instead of getting rings, we uh, got tattoos. So we basically, we talked about going to New York, because New York had legalized it, and we're going to California, go to Canada, all these different places, and we thought we'd sort of make a trip out of it, and then we're like, oh, forget it. Let's just go the closest place we can go. So um, Dubuque, Iowa is where we wound up and it worked out nicely because my brother um, and his partner, um, also a guy, uh, drove down from Wisconsin. So it was sort of in the middle, a middle meeting place and they were our witnesses. And we actually took our minister, um, a great guy who was also at First United Church doing some ministering um, with us and he married us and we just found a, a historic place in Dubuque, Iowa and we went up and overlooked the Mississippi River and got married um, right there. Rob and Tom wasted no time in getting legally married in one of the only states that would allow it at the time. But they still wanted to have a ceremony back home with all of their friends and family. So we had over 120 people um, that came from all over the place. Tom has danced all over the world with various partners and most of his attendants were dance um, partners or or dance students that he had. So we, we each had nine attendants. Um, some of mine were fraternity brothers and people, my brother and sister, and um, we, it, it was just pretty amazing. And uh, Tom's mom and dad and stepdad walked him down the proverbial aisle. From this side of the house <laughs> up this way. And, and his family walked around the corner of the house that way. And my mom and dad and my maternal grandmother walked me down the aisle. So um, another thing we did, which was unusual, is that uh, we had our, our wedding rings and we sent them through yeah. the entire audience, and every this is sort of a Quaker tradition, and everybody sort of blessed in whatever way felt comfortable to them the wedding ring. And so by the time it got to us, actually everybody there had touched it and, and sort of put their it. energy on yeah, it and the nice. love and everything. 
Rob and Tom got married in 2006, but it would be several years before their marriage was recognized by the state of Indiana. So I was driving into Indianapolis and um, I had looked at my phone and started looking at my Facebook feed and stuff. And there's all these people congratulating me. Oh, your, your marriage is recognized in Indiana now and congratulations. And people getting married on the courthouse lawn that day because they were afraid that Indiana was going to nullify it in a couple of days and all this. And I, I literally, um, so I, I kind of figured this out as I was driving in, but I'm sitting in a, at a bar having dinner late at night by myself and I'm just bawling. So there's this bearded dude sitting in a bar, full tears, just full face wet because I was like, there's no way that this little boy that grew up in a town of 530 people in Indiana ever imagined that he could have a husband. Um, and definitely, you know, that's that was unimaginable, but even being able to have a partner period and, you know, keep it secret or something was what I was like the, the edge of my fantasies that that might be able to happen. Um, but to be able to be full blown married to your husband, that was, I was, and you know, the waitress came over and gave me a shot and it's like, are you okay? And she's like, let's celebrate. Let's, you know, it's a happy thing. And I was, it was, it was tears of joy, but it was just, it was crazy and overwhelming. As Indiana finally caught up to Rob and Tom, they were already thinking about what would come next in their relationship. Rob wanted kids, but Tom wasn't so sure. Well, I never really had a plan for children in my mind at all. Um, Rob always wanted children, so um, <clears throat> I thought, well, let's kind of dabble our feet. So through my 34th birthday, this is how it started, um, Tom's like, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, mm, I want us to be foster parents. And he's like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> I'll give it a try. I think our third placement was or the child that we adopted. Um, and by then, I, I don't know. I, I can know how, much, how important it is to Rob. So I'm kind of I'm searching for parental <laughs> desire in myself to sort of help be good with the fact that we have an adopted child. And he yeah, does a lot of the parenting. Yeah, and, but actually uh, when we went through with the adoption and everything, you know, we really felt like this particular kid fit with, the, in, in with our family. Yeah. Um, his baggage seemed to be a lot less. So in the state of Indiana, in the public system, you have to be foster parents before you can be adopted parents. And so he lived with us for a year and a half or so. And we, you know, privately said, well, do we want to think about adopting him? And so we had said, yes, we do. And so at the dinner table one night, we just said, hey, you know, do you think you might want to be adopted someday? Teenagers have the choice of whether they want to be adopted at all or not. And he said, yeah, I think that'd be pretty cool. And then I'm like, okay, this is a teenager. You have to be more specific. So I said, do you think you might want to be adopted by us someday? And he's like, yeah, that, I think that'd be great. And, you know, grandma was sitting here at the table. We were just having a family dinner. And, and it sort of was like a family decision to do the adoption as opposed to like us deciding to adopt and, and saying, we're going to adopt you. You don't have a choice. Um, they really do have a choice. Nothing about Rob and Tom's relationship has been traditional, but that's just the way they like it. I almost think that, that we're more committed and that we have something stronger because I think that, I think that we had to work at it harder, right? Um, heterosexual people, they're expected to get married, they're expected to have kids, they're expected to have a job. I don't know, I, I didn't have those ex expectations for myself because I didn't think I would be able to get married. And I think that we had to sort of work harder at convincing people that that it was okay 
and even convincing ourselves that it was okay. Yeah, I feel like the the fight to become uh, able to have the right to marry somebody makes us value it incredibly. It's so new. We have, it's a new toy, sort of, or it's a new experience that we've struggled really hard to earn. And uh, I, just don't think, I think there's a little more value to it for that. I don't think we're ready to just throw things away. Say the name on everybody's lips is gonna be Tipsy. The lady raking in the chips is gonna be Tootsie. I'm gonna be a celebrity that means somebody everyone knows. They're gonna like my something. <laughs> I don't know, it's been too long, I can't remember anymore. <laughs> Support for Just Married comes from the Indiana University's Department of Gender Studies, the Office for Vice President for Research New Frontiers Program, and the IU Bloomington Arts and Humanities Council. WFHB's Blooming Out is our podcast host. Thanks to Ireland Meacham and to Carrie Newcomer and the Blue Note Sessions for musical selections. Listen to Just Married podcasts on wfhb.org slash just dash married or find us on facebook at marriage equality heartland